You're listening to the Do Something More podcast, and this is episode 17 with Lincoln Bailey and Serving the Elderly with Letters from Lincoln. Welcome to the Do Something More podcast, a service-oriented show where we highlight the helpers who inspire us all to do something more. I'm your host, Melissa Draper. Thank you so much for being here. Welcome to another episode of the podcast, and I am super excited about my guest today, uh, Lincoln Bailey. And I actually saw a little post that Lincoln did on our community's Facebook page and was so impressed with that and went to his Instagram account and was even more impressed with some of the awesome things that he's doing with his uh, nonprofit Letters from Lincoln. So first, Lincoln, I just want to invite you to the show. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Why don't you start off by just kind of introducing yourself? Okay, so my name's Lincoln Bailey. I do acting and modeling around the state of Utah and outside of Utah. I've been to New York, New Jersey, Idaho, Utah, Montana, and Nevada. Wow. Um, and with acting, you know, it doesn't really pay the bills until you get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, I need a job. And so I just got done with a photo shoot at my agency and I borrowed my mom's scrubs and I was like, I need a use for these scrubs because my mom said I could keep them. So I went on to Indeed and I looked for nursing homes in the area that were hiring. And I got a job at a local nursing home. And in my interview, I said, I want to work, you know, as little as possible. I don't need a job. I have a career. Right. Okay. So was that, so that working at the nursing home, I'm guessing, or the assisted living kind of led into your letters from Lincoln? Yes, ma'am. That's correct. Okay, so yeah, tell us a little bit more about that, how that all got started. Yeah, so I I worked in the nursing home. It was like one day a week, you know, I was, you know, changing the trash cans. And then I was like, as I was changing one of the trash cans, a resident came up to me and she grabbed my hand and she was like, I am so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're here. I can tell you actually care. And I thought to myself, all I'm doing is changing the trash cans, you know, what kind Mm -hmm. of people are working inside of these places if you know you know if you think I actually care and you know deep down I did care you know but I didn't really have that time to interact with the residents right um so then I went to the the boss and I was like hey do you have any more shifts you know I need to work graves or something because I have a career I like so then I started going full time and so I was working like two night shifts a week two three night shifts a week And I would come in on my days off, you know, during the day, you know, after I got some sleep, if I did, you know, or in between my day job or I'd come in early, I'd stay late. And I would start, you know, just talking to these residents one on one on one. When I would pass their meds, I would spend, you know, 10 to 15 minutes in each room. And the one resident that grabbed my hand and she was like, I can tell you actually care. I Mm. We sat down and we talked for a good two hours just about life and I gave her my number and I said, if you ever get lonely, feel free to reach out. Wow. Um, and then I texted her one day because I was bored and I was like, hey, how do you feel about going to lunch today? And she was like, I would love that. I would love that. And so we ended up brainstorming. I was like, where do I take her? You know, I want to take her somewhere, you know, local, somewhere close. 
And we ended up going down to the Cracker Barrel. And we just talked about life. And I got her out of the home. And she was grateful for that. Then I thought about it some more. And I was like, I need to do this to other residents, you know. So then I took another resident out. We went to One Man Band. And then I was like, oh, this is actually fun. You know, I'm learning stuff from these elderly people. And I feel like I have grandparents, you know, this is, this is fun. And so then we started making TikToks together. And mm-hmm. so a lot of the time, it's not like a physical letter because I, I write a lot of letters. I have probably about a hundred letters that need to be mailed out, but wow. I, I take them out to lunch or I take them to like a $5 movie on Tuesday, or I take them just to go get ice cream or a simple walk in the park. You know, I'll go to a nursing home that I have approval to be in and we'll take them for a walk to the park across the street or something. So it sounds like it just all started with you wanting to connect with these residents that you were seeing. Yeah, because I with. Yeah, because I felt bad, you know, they're just laying there and not many yeah. people came to visit them. And I was like, they have a story. They've lived a life, you know, let's try and improve the quality of life in their final days. Right. Oh, I love that. And yes, I've had those experiences too. You start talking to them and learn about the amazing stories and experiences they have to share. So as it, you mentioned, I know you've done lunches, you've done walks in the parks and you've written letters. What are all of those encompassing? Do you just kind of do what you feel you want to do with individuals as you meet them or connect with them? So I'm only in about two different homes right now. And I'm, mm-hmm. there's people in the community that are like, hey, can you go visit my my grandpa or my grandma? You know, I'll, I'll go I'll go visit them and I'll just talk to them and then I'll tell them a little bit about my nonprofit and see if it's something they're interested in. And a lot of people, when I reach out to them, they don't understand. You know, they're like, what do you want from my grandma or what do you want from my grandpa? He's like, he's <laughs> dying, you know, he's what do you want from them? It's like, I want nothing. I just want them to smile and to be happy. Like I'm not doing this for me. And so a lot of people, they just don't understand the mission and what I'm trying to accomplish here. And so it's hard to get into more homes and I want to branch out to more elderly and more people, but it's been a challenge. Right. To try and reach. No one believes how altruistic it actually is for you. Yeah. So so how have you taken it though from you doing this service to wanting to make it into a nonprofit. What has that experience been and what led you to do that? Yeah. So I was doing like just starting out, I was doing it all out of my own pocket. You know, I'd, I'd get paid and I would go like, it started with, I think it was, it was Valentine's day. You know, I went to Walmart after I got off a grave shift at the one house and I bought, you know, like 20 candy bars and some cookies. And then I drove to the other home and I handed out the chocolates from for Valentine's Day. And and then, you know, like I said, I've been paying for the meals out of my own pocket. And I thought, if I have a nonprofit, you know, it's not just some guy coming to these homes, you know, it's, it's somebody that's entrusted with the community, somebody that, you know, is not doing it right. for any gain, of his, any gain of his own, you know, when people see nonprofit, you know, they see, okay, you know, it's, it's certified, it's, it's, actually not profit, you know, not for profit. It's a good service. You know, when they see nonprofit, they think, oh, it's a good service. And you can get donations as well. Yes. And I've actually had, you know, quite a few people donate, you know, I've had people 
I've had cash donations. I've had people mail in envelopes and stamps and they've donated money to help get, you know, stuff to write letters. They've donated stuff, money for lunches and outings and stuff like that. That's great. And yes, we will leave some of that information in the show notes for anyone listening that wants to donate as well. So what what have you decided is the overall goal or purpose of Letters from Lincoln? So honestly, like, I don't really have a goal of where I want to end up, mm-hmm. you know, because I want it to be a continuous thing. I want to get more people involved, you know, but that gets tricky. But I want to get more people involved. So if people want to write letters and mail them to me or I can pick them up and then we can disperse them. Or if people want to draw pictures, you know, we can go deliver those to community centers. Um, I got a buddy that does voiceover, you know, and I'm trying to talk him into because he does like impressions and stuff. I'm trying to talk him to come to some of these homes and talk to the old people with impressions and accents and stuff like that. So I guess the overall mission, you know, and it's what's listed on my TikTok is improving, improving the quality of life one smile at a time. That's, that's my mission statement. And I just want to reach as many homes and as many elderly as possible. I love that. That's a great mission statement. And yes, you mentioned your TikTok. I went on your Instagram account and saw some of those. I love some of those videos you've put together. Um, are there any experiences you want to share or stories that you've had while while making I, those and putting those together with your organization? Yeah, so the first nursing home or assisted living home I was in, they all knew I was an actor and they would always, you know, ask me about my acting. But a lot of them have dementia and Alzheimer's and they're very forgetful. Right. But what I've come to notice is they don't forget, you know, the good you've done to them. They'll, they'll, they'll remember that. So I'd come in for a shift and then they're like, when are we going to make another one of those TikTok video things? Oh, you know? So they'll, they'll ask, when are we doing it? So it kind of became part of their daily programming. And, you know, they're always like, where's my lines? You know, where's my script? And I'm like, you guys don't have a script. <laughs> because I'll, I'll, give, I'll give them like a line to remember and they won't remember it for the life of them. And so it's all, whatever's in these videos, it's all from the heart. It's all whatever they're thinking. Like, I'll give them a line, but they can't remember. So they'll say what they think the line is. Yeah. But like one particular memory that sticks out to me is one of these videos. It's the one where, you know, I started singing the hokey pokey with one of the residents and she has dementia. And so I started singing the hokey pokey and then she started belting out the hokey pokey. And I have never heard her sing before. So it was such a interesting experience, <laughs> joyful, interesting experience. And then I talked to my mom afterwards and my mom's a nurse. Uh-huh. Um, and she was like, most people with like dementia, you know, and stuff like that, the things they remember are the songs. So she probably sang that to her kids or grandkids or something. And that's what sparked that song yeah music really can bring them alive and and bring back some of those memories oh lincoln i love that and yes i i think i saw one video you did with a woman where you were asking for her advice to give kind of one-line advice i think it was someone you'd taken out to lunch or another one where you had it was mother's day and it looked like you'd taken some of them to church Yes. 
Yeah. So, well, that's great. Well, we'll put your TikTok and your Instagram in the show notes as well. So what would you say, what are some of your biggest whys for doing what you're doing or some of the biggest benefits that you've seen for you personally as you've engaged um, with these elderly residents? Yeah. So for me, you know, I started it because I, I saw, you know, a need that needed to be corrected, you know, but I continue doing it because I see the joy it brings to people and not only to other people, but to myself, you know, I struggle with, you know, mental health and depression. And I'm always asking myself, am I doing enough? Am I, am I doing good? And when I'm serving people, just people in general, it doesn't have to be the elderly. Just when I'm serving people, I kind of forget about my sor- my sadness. And I feel like I'm this, I'm in my calling, you know, I'm, I'm doing something of meaning and making a difference because there's so much darkness in the world, you know? And so it's, it's nice to feel like I'm putting a little light back into it. And so that's why I continue to do it because I just care about people's success. Yeah, I love that. And that's so true. I've heard others mention that on this podcast and in places as well, that um, many times when you're feeling down yourself, reaching out and serving those around you can be a great way to help lift you. And like you said, bring some light into the world. So I, I, I agree with you that there is a big need for showing this kind of love and service to our elderly population. So do you have any advice for anyone listening that has thought about wanting to get engaged like, like with the things you're doing or encouragement just to give to someone that has seen that need as well and, and thought about doing those, those kinds of things? Yeah, so my advice would be just don't think about it. You know, you got to act because everybody needs a friend. You can't buy your friendships. You know, you got to, friendships have to be earned and trust has to be earned. So you earn a new friend and, and then you cherish those relationships and those, those memories. Um, and that's part of the reason why I record the TikToks is because eventually, you know, these elderly people that I take out to lunch or I write letters to, or I just sit and talk with eventually, you know, they're going to pass away. And I've dealt with some loss Mm -hmm. with people in these homes and it's been rough, but it helps keep their memory alive after they pass on. So my advice would be just reach out. I love that. And I love how you've kind of brought that element of fun to it as well. Yeah. Cause it doesn't have to be work. Like I, I no longer work in retirement homes anymore or nursing homes or assisted living homes. I that's not I don't work night shifts. I don't I'm not really involved in them anymore. I just cuz that way, you know, it's not set hours, you know, I can choose when I want to go into these homes, which I like to do it pretty frequently. I can go to multiple homes. I'm not just tied down to one or two homes. I can go to multiple homes and reach more people without working in the homes. I reach more people that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to go back. I, I, You also mentioned something that I think is a reality when you choose to serve or work with the elderly is that they're not going to be around forever. And there is that element of loss that you might experience as you're serving them. Yeah, it's, it's been, it, it's been hard. You know, my first, my first loss, it really hit me because 
you know, it was my, my very first resident I ever lost or my very first, I don't want to call him resident, my, my very first friend, you know, yeah, your first Cause, friend, because yeah. I, I would go into the the room every night, you know, when I worked the night shift and I would just pass her her meds and then I would just sit and talk with her. And she was always so apologetic when I had to change her diaper and whatnot. She's like, I'm so sorry, I'm being difficult. And I'm like, no, no, it's okay. And you kind of, towards the end of their life, you see them declining. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I knew it was coming, but I just, I couldn't process that she was actually gone. And, and so it, it was rough. But, you know, that didn't stop me. I knew there were still more people that I needed to help and other people I needed to talk to. And so that's part of the reason why I started this, you know, to improve the quality of life one smile at a time. And improve it until the very end of their life as well. Yes. Yeah. Well, I I love those thoughts that you've shared and... And I love, like you said, that you've got those videos and you have other things you can do to help create those memories as you anticipate the loss as well. So, well, any other um, thoughts or advice you want to share just for anyone that is wanting to make a difference in the world in their own way? Because you've obviously, you've just done this straight from seeing a need. So um, any advice towards that end for anyone that wants to make a difference or wants to act on a need that they see needs to be filled. I'm just going to say like anybody can do anything, you know, and that's what, that's what I was told growing up, you know, you can do anything you put your mind to. And like growing up, you're like, yeah, yeah, whatever, you know, but it's actually true. And so if you see a need, do something about it. And you know, it doesn't, if you see a need, you don't have to do something about it right now. You don't have to act now. You can think about it for a little bit and it might not be, the best situation for you. So if you see a need that needs to be acted on, but it's not right for you at the time, then don't do it. But if you see a need, just take a chance. You know, and a lot of people, you get like dirty looks. They're like, <laughs> oh, well, good luck with that, you know, because they don't believe that you can achieve something. And that's part of the, you know, that's what motivates me is when people doubt me because it's like, oh, I'm going to prove you wrong. You know, it gives mm-hmm. me the motivation because I love proving others wrong. I, I don't know. It's just something that I've always enjoyed is just proving others wrong. Because mm-hmm. when you're doing that, you're proving yourself right. Because there's so much doubt in the world as well. Why doubt yourself? Yeah, that's great advice. That many times when we feel those kind of things, you know, inspiration within to get something done, to not worry about sometimes the thoughts. And I think lots of times those thoughts are imagined. Sometimes we think, you know, um, sometimes they are real or sometimes we're worried about what others will think, but just to have the courage to act on the the good thoughts that you have and to act on them. All right. Well, Lincoln, it's just been fun to talk with you about this experience. Do you want to share where others can find you uh, or where they can learn more about letters from Lincoln? Yes. So I was on Good Things Utah, you know, so you can find that news article on their website. Okay. Um, Yeah. I'll put a link to that. And then you can also find me on Instagram at letters underscore from underscore Lincoln. And then on TikTok, it's just, um, I forgot the TikTok handle, but I'm on TikTok as well. Um, and then Venmo, if you guys are interested in 
donating, you know, even a dollar, it helps. Um, but that is Gabe A. Ham Lincoln. Um, and then if you could just put in the subject letters from Lincoln, that would help because I do a lot of nonprofit works for other organizations as well. Okay, that is great. Yeah, I will put links to all of those in our podcast show notes so anyone can go find out more information about you and the good things that you're doing and also uh, donate if they feel so inclined to to some of those experiences. So thank you so much, Lincoln, for coming yes, on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. That concludes my interview with Lincoln Bailey and talking about his nonprofit letters from Lincoln. And I am just so impressed with the work that he's been able to do here. He started this just out of the goodness of his heart, noticed a need while he was working in a nursing home, invited someone to lunch and started doing other things and just found joy in that service and in giving uh, to these elderly who he knew felt lonely and needed some of the love and attention that he could give them. And Lincoln, to me, is a great example that it really doesn't take much to truly make a difference. All you need is really a giving heart and a desire to help and fulfill a need. And I think he's doing that in a really awesome and unique way. We all have our own gifts. We all have our own talents. We all have the things that we notice that need to be done or the things and ways that we notice need someone needs service in our own circle, in our own community. And really all it takes is that we have to have the courage to act on those impressions that we get. And Lincoln's a great example of that. So I'm just so grateful he could come on the show today. Thank you so much for listening. As I mentioned earlier with the interview, I will leave links to all of the ways you can learn more about his nonprofit, Letters from Lincoln, in the show notes for the podcast. So go ahead and explore those if you are interested in learning and seeing more and seeing some of those awesome videos he's made of some of the service that he's done. So go ahead and check those out. And also, I would like to invite you to follow us on social media. If you haven't already, we are on Instagram at do something more dot podcast or on Facebook at the do something more podcast. So that's a great way for you to see updates or other things that we're connecting with the episode that is dropping each week. So go ahead and follow us there on social media or follow us on whatever podcast listening app you're using as well. So thank you so much for being here. I'll see you next time.